January is easily the best month of the year. And it's super easy to remember my birthday, too. Jesus is December 25th. I'm January 25th. You're welcome. Accepting gifts now, so let me know if you need me to hit you up with the Addy. All right, now that my selfish rant is over, welcome back to the podcast. Mile High Sports Guy on the mic for our first episode of this new decade. Not sure if this is appropriate or not, so uh, of course I'll say it. We have our first DILF on the show. Our guest has welcomed a baby girl, Olivia, into the world five months ago, and she is a cutie. Michael Malfavon, everybody. First of all, tell us about Ollie. How's Olivia? How awesome is it being a dad? <laughs> uh, Olivia's doing great. Uh, she's going to be six months old on January 29th. Um, being a dad is, is, is amazing. Um, there's no love like it. I mean, the way she lights up when I walk into the room, I mean, there's no better feeling in the world. Well, being a T.O. Derek is pretty sweet, too. I can't wait to meet her. Can't wait either, man. So it's going to be sweet. Yeah, uh, my buddy's getting married July 17th, so I'll be in that neck of the woods around that time. Uh, but, yeah, we'll definitely have to hook up, and I want to meet her. So, Well, you always got a place to stay. Thanks, man. So uh, is Cooper jealous of the lack of attention? How's it going with that? Actually, uh, the first couple of weeks, I mean, he was just uh... – kind of nosy and kind of just looking at her smelling her and kind of getting the lay of the land I guess uh but as of now no he's not jealous um you know kind of just try to manage my time when I come home and play with him for a while before I start playing with Olivia and tire him out and he's doing good that's awesome man well uh tell us what's current in the life of Mike ah I uh just working man just trying to do the best that I can for my family um, trying to uh, finish my race car finally, <laughs> uh, finding the time to put it together in my garage, um, hoping to have it out by the summer. So that's pretty much it. Zion. Zion is set to make his season debut January 22nd in New Orleans against the San Antonio Spurs. How yes, excited are you? I'm excited to finally see my first draft pick play. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Uh, are you concerned at all that he might be the next Greg Oden? I'm not. I, I think the Pelicans did a great job with, um, you know, nursing his injury and the, the time management as far as, you know, pushing the date back a little further to make sure he's 100%. Um, I would have liked to have seen him lose a little more weight because I think, you know, that big body moving around like that, I think it's uh, it's a concern for re-injury, but – I think the Pelicans did a good job. So if he tweaks anything, do you see him being shut down for the rest of the year, considering the Pelicans' record? Um, I would. I mean, from a, from a business standpoint, oh, absolutely I would. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I've got Victor Oladipo returning January 29th in Indy versus the Bulls. And, I mean, if he re-aggravates something, I'd shut him down too. I mean, the Pacers are playing pretty well without him. I mean, the East is weak, but – you know, I see another playoff uh, appearance for them. And if Oladipo is healthy, they could probably get out of the first round. I think so, too. Um, and I, I think that they're in a position where they kind of got the flow of things and, you know, learn how to play without them. Yeah, I mean, they've got uh, – who is it? I can't remember. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon. They picked him up from the Bucks. 
He's been playing really well. Miles Turner, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. So they've got some good guys in Indy. They do. Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit yesterday. You sent me a funny text saying, oh, man, what's going on with my roster? And I was kind of freaking out as the commissioner. I'm like, shit, do I have to, like, make some changes and do some stuff? But uh, it turns out load management. Um, how you feel? How's your, how's your team doing with that? Uh, it was definitely surprising. I mean, when you look down at your app and you see five-year starters with zero points <laughs> yeah. the third and fourth quarter, um, it was concerned. But, I mean, there, there was a glitch. Um, Mitchell did play. Yeah, he got 46 points, six rebounds, two assists, um, which translates to 35 fantasy points. Canner played. He put up 10 points. Obviously, Zion didn't play. Kelly uh, Oubre was out. Um, Jalen Brown was also out. Um, but Did they say know. why Jalen Brown and Kelly Oubre were out? Were they injured or was it load management? Uh, Oubre was – I think he's, he's in concussion protocol. And oh, uh, okay. Jalen Brown was having – he had a sore thumb, so – um, definitely not the night that I needed them to be off, seeing how I was outscored 114 to 45. But um, I'm only down 51 points, and um, you know I still got a tough schedule ahead. But I think uh, we're gonna make a push for the playoffs, get that final wild card spot. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, in your first season, you went seven and 15, but here in year two, you're already six and six, just one win away of tying your total from last season. So, do you see yourself as a contender or pretender? Um, this is my second year doing fantasy basketball. Obviously, the first year was a learning experience. Uh, my team got a little healthier towards the end of last season. I think four out of my seven wins came the last couple of weeks. I mean, the last four to five weeks. Um, but I, I see myself getting better at it. Um, I, I really feel like my team is well-rounded. Um, but, you know, we're going to keep trying what we're doing and make a push. Yeah. Uh, is there any one move you think you need to make to put yourself in the title conversation? Um, you know, I, I, I really thought that I was going to have a solid player in Blake Griffin at the forward. Um, I, I, and, you know, the center position, I got Cantor and, and Allen um, from Brooklyn. I, I think in another forward, another center, you know, to, to really engage in the rebounds and uh, put up those rebound numbers in fantasy is I think what I need. Um, you know, Ubre has been phenomenal. Um, ben Simmons is doing Ben Simmons. Um, you know, Jay Morant, oh my God, John Morant, I'm sorry. Um, he's been catching fire and, and doing better than I thought. Um, you know, I think he's Paul's, exceeding all expectations. Yeah. And I, I'm really interested to see, you know, when Zion comes back and if he finishes out the rest of the season, who really is going to win rookie of the year, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the conversation, I mean, there's even, you know, Kendrick Nunn in Miami who's playing really well, the undrafted kid. So, uh, so with Blake Griffin, uh, I know he had foot surgery or something, I think. Uh, is he done for the year? Uh, they're still haven't said whether he is or isn't. I think he's going to go orthoscopic knee surgery. Knee surgery, um, okay. I know it was a leg thing, but. Okay. I mean, I, I've I've had both my knees scoped, and uh, it's it's not the same after. I don't care what you do. Was it um, a quick scope or hard scope? <laughs> definitely a hard <laughs> scope. <laughs> they locked in on that target. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you imagine just quick scoping a knee? Just <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, we missed. We got us patella. See ya. 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I think your team's pretty well-rounded as well, and uh, you've had some quality matchups this season. You beat me in week five by 35. You just beat DM Sliding recently by 121 in week 11 to take the second place in our division. And in week seven, you lost to Taco Tuesdays by just two. Um, How do you feel about that? Was that the week where we tied? Yeah, it was the week where you tied, and then (laughs) – so I just want to point out for ties, um, it does go – the tiebreaker is total points scored, a.k.a. like buckets, you know, not not buckets made, but like the points you acquire. So like if Donovan Mitchell gives you 45 points, that's not his 45 fantasy points. It's 45 points that he scored in that game as an individual. Uh, and so the tiebreaker is that. And then if it's still tied after that, it goes to a coin flip, but that's never happened before in history, and I don't see that happening ever. But the reason you lost by two is because at the end of the week in the NBA, they go through each and every game and do stat corrections. And, I mean, they do this in every sport, baseball, football, you name it. And um, through that stat correction, I don't know if he, like, got an extra rebound and you missed a steal or whatever happened, but uh, that's why it was two points. Right. Well, I mean, it was it was definitely uh, shocking, right? I mean, this is the second year I I, I lose to a tiebreak. <laughs> yeah, I really but, hate to see uh, it. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It, it goes to show that I I think that you know I've had some weeks where yes, I've, I've accrued six losses, but I think my team can be a contender in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, your schedule going forward is not um, easy. Four of your next six matchups are against current playoff ranked teams. In those four matchups, how do you think your team needs to perform? A 4-0 sweep, 3-1 wouldn't be bad, 2-2 two two would be mediocre, 1-3 and three would suck, and 0-4 and would practically eliminate you. Right. Um, I I would hope for a 4-0, and right? Um, but going against the teams that I've been going up, I mean, those guys, everybody that's had to the playoff spot now has been putting up great numbers. Um so I mean, re- realistically, I-, I see myself going three and one. You know, if something comes wrong, then two and two. Um, I think even if I go two and two, I still got a shot on the back end to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, if one of those wins is against me, you're chipping into the division lead. So, right. and you've already beaten me once. Um, we play two more times. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But um, I want to talk about your keepers for next season. You have two pretty obvious candidates in Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. What would Zion have to do to be considered for one of those two spots? He'd have to finish out the season. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if if they shut him down, I'm I'm not going to keep him. Um, mm-hmm. There's 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 too many questions there. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell has has been playing great. Ben Simmons is hitting threes out of nowhere now. <laughs> so from down um, under. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know, I you know, for now, I I would say it's it's Simmons and Mitchell, um, you know, um, in that forward position, um, you know, even Jalen Brown is 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 doing well. So, um, I, is Ben Simmons still listed as a point guard and power forward? No, just a point guard. Just a point guard. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I I'd I'd love to. Um, I'd love to keep Simmons and, and Mitchell at this point. Is Donovan listed strictly as a shooting guard? Uh, both shooting guard and point guard. Okay, so a little flexibility there. 
Uh, are there any other candidates on your roster that you would worth like looking at as a keeper? Maybe Ja Morant even. Um, I, I think there's there's you know three guys in question. You know, I got Ja Morant. Um, I got Allen from Brooklyn, Jared Allen, um, and and Zion. You know those guys, and then you know and, and you know close fourth would be Jalen Brown. Um, you know, there's, there's I think he needs to develop a little more consistency. Um, yeah, you know, but um, as as far as that, I, I think those are the three guys that you know I, I consider keeping apart from Ben Simmons and and Donovan Mitchell. This break in podcast is brought to you by the 2020 NBA All-Star Ballot. The 2020 NBA All-Star Game will be played in the Windy City at the United Center in Chicago. This will be the third installment of the All-Star Captain and All-Star Draft that we have come accustomed to the past couple of years. LeBron James has taken over the top spot in overall votes to captain the Western Conference again. Giannis Antetokounmpo has a very comfortable lead in the East. All-Star Weekend will take place February 14 through 16, 2020. Voting can take place on NBA.com or on Google. Team USA vs. Team World Rising Stars Challenge will take place on the 14th. The Skills Challenge, Three-Point Contest, and Dunk Contest will be held on the 15th. And to wrap it all up, the All-Star Game Finale will go on February 16th. Make sure your voice is heard. Vegas, baby! The Oakland Raiders have played their final game in the quote-unquote glorious Oco Coliseum this past year and will move into the also quote-unquote Death Star in Vegas next year. The stadium seats 65,000 fans. There will be 25,000 parking spaces and 7,000 tailgating spots. The new home claims to be the most connected stadium with over 1,700 Wi-Fi access points and nearly 2,000 television screens. The team has already sold out of their PSLs, which are personal seat licenses, a.k.a. season tickets, six months before the first home game is to be played. Clearly, there's a ton of hype surrounding the upcoming season. What are you most excited about? Well, first of all, I bought season tickets. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. I was literally about to ask that, but uh, okay, sweet, sweet. Yeah, so um, me and two of my brothers, we, we've been Raider fans and since we were kids. And, um, you know, we got on the list and spots opened up and we, we got our tickets. So um, actually we're, we're in, in the process of buying a condo out there. So um, when we go out there, we can just stay at our own place and have a weekend and have a good time. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, obviously, they're, they're closer in Vegas than they were in Oakland to me. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll be out there every home game. Um, I'm having a good time. Uh, I, I think that's what the franchise needed. They needed a, a new, fresh perspective, you know. Um, totally love the new nickname, by the way, the Death Star. <laughs> I mean, I'm on board. The pictures are filthy. It's so cool looking. <laughs> They're great. Um, I'm excited about the season, man. That's awesome. So, uh, where are you going to be sitting then? Uh, we're actually our tickets are row seven, and we're about the thirty yard line. Jeez, that's freaking awesome. Are you going to be behind the bench or across? Oh, uh, behind. Dang, that's so cool, dude. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you, do you have any plans to attend Raider games? But, you know, you already answered that. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into more of the logistics side. Vegas has the 12th pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Who do you see them selecting with that pick, and what are the team needs? Um, uh, the, the team needs receivers. Um, you know, I, I really don't think that they'll select anybody with the 12th pick. Um, I, I, I really see them trading their two first-round picks. Um, to a team for somebody, um, you know, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of guys out for free agency this year, and I think that the, the Raiders have a lot of cap room, and they'll try to make a lot of moves before the draft. Um, Mike Mayock has, in my opinion, done a great job in in getting this cast together. Um, John Gruden, he's you know he's a student of the game, and and um, you know he's he's been out for a while. You know, right? But uh, I think that the Raiders finishing seven and nine was better than most people expected. I mean, considering the debacle with Antonio Brown and all the injuries we had, um, if they did select somebody, um, if he's available at twelve, I, I think Tua, John Gruden. You know, I, I don't think he's happy with Derek Carr. Um, I think there's a lot of underperforming there. And I think going into Vegas, I mean, he has to think about the future. And um, Derek Carr hasn't been the same since he broke his leg. And, mm-hmm. you know, if Tua's available at 12, you know, because a lot of people are worried about, you know, his injuries, I think he drafts him. I mean, even draft to trade him as well. He could be a good trade piece. Um, yeah, I agree. Receivers is definitely uh, a team need. I feel like your guys' defense wasn't that bad. Uh, but, yeah, when you can't, you know, rely on Derek Carr, uh, Tua would be a good option as well. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the AFC West, well, you, duh, you actually know this, the AFC West has changed significantly over the past couple of years. Chargers leaving San Diego for LA too. Do you think it's good for the NFL, specifically the AFC West, and how does it affect the players, coaches, fans, and more? Well, I mean, the Chargers fan base, the majority of the people going, you know, Qualcomm Stadium were coming from LA, right? Um, they came to LA to Home Depot Center, and I mean, they they didn't sell out one crowd, which is, um, I don't think it was more uh, people not wanting to see the Chargers. I think a lot of people hopped onto the LA Rams bandwagon, um, you know, because they're a more predominant team here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, they've got the history, so. Chargers be moved again, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think a good spot for the Chargers would be Europe. Yeah, I mean, I just what I don't get is why the Chargers didn't just stay in San Diego until the new LA field was built. Like, you're moving twice within a five year span, there's no you know continuity there for fans. Hmm. Um, I mean. Um, there's there's a lot of logistics that go into it, right? Um, I I really think that um, that something like that would, you know, I mean, it had to come down to the city, you know, the city didn't want to pay for them to get a new a new stadium, and yep. and they were hoping for the best, and it, I think it turned out for the worst. Um, they really hurt the fan base. The fans got pissed, and now they can't even sell out a soccer stadium. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just think that the move is great for the Raiders, though. You guys 
fan base has always traveled well. Uh, you know, you always see the sea of black and silver out there. So you guys could have moved to freaking, you know, Honolulu and you'd have a great fan base. <laughs> we definitely Atlantis to the moon. One. Like freaking <laughs> sign me up to become an astronaut. If I'm a Raider fan, like, you know, yep. crazy. This game is called the throne and no, not the porcelain one. <laughs> yes. In this segment, you will guess where LeBron James ranks in major stat categories in NBA history and who is first in those, respectively. Are you ready? I'm going to tank at this, but sure. Oh, okay. Is this facts or opinions? Uh, let's, let's get that squared away. No, 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 this is facts. This is based on legitimate statistics. Okay. Yes. So there's five categories. Uh, I mean, if you get three out of five, you know, you're batting 600. That's not bad. But uh, we'll start with points. Who is the leader all-time in points? That would be Kareem, right? Yes. And uh, do you know where LeBron ranks? Uh, I'm going to put him second right now. He's actually fourth. Fourth, okay. Yeah, but uh, so you get half a point on that uh, question. Um, yeah, so LeBron, he actually just recently passed Michael in total points scored and field goals made. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's fourth. All right, we'll go to assists next. Who is first? Uh, I, you know what? I, I, John Stockton. Yes, John Stockton. Hey, you know, they called his buddy the mailman, Carl Malone, and he was receiving the assists from John. So he's definitely yep. first. Where's LeBron? Uh, Third. Eighth. Eighth. Ah. Still top ten, though. Still top ten, okay? So you got another half point there. Nicely done. Steals. Um, I'll give you you a hint. Gary Payton. No, it's not not Gary Payton. It's actually John Stockton again. Wow. (laughs) I know. I was kind of surprised as well. But Gary Payton is not a bad guess. I think Gary was second or third. Uh, LeBron. What's up? I said he's the glove. Uh, I know, I know. All right. So LeBron is not actually in the top 10 in this, but he's close. Can you guess? 12th. 13th. Uh, okay. Barely missed it. But uh, so 10th place has 2,112. LeBron has 1987. Do you think LeBron can crack the top 10? He's got two more years on his Laker deal. I don't think he's done after the two years of the Lakers. I don't either. Um, so that's why I'm thinking he's going to pass it. I, here's the thing. If the Lakers add another defensive piece this year, I'm going to say no. If the Lakers add another all-star defensive piece next year, I will say yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's scratching the door there for sure. All right. Rebounds, all-time leader. Will. Yep, Will Chamberlain. And uh, LeBron is not close to the top 10 here, but he is in the top 100. Can you guess where he is? I'm going to go something ridiculous and say like 64. I thought you were going to say 69. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, he's 50th, halfway in the middle. Oh, okay. So 10th place has 14,464. 
LeBron's at 9,181. He, uh, I don't know. I don't think he can get into the top 10 there. It's going to be, he could probably get top 25, but top 10 is a stretch. So, okay, last category, triple doubles. Who's the all-time leader? Um, Here, I'll give you a hint. Oscar Robinson. Nope, nope. You don't need a hint. You got it. Yep. The first player <laughs> to average a triple-double in a season yeah. before Russell. So, yes, Oscar is first. LeBron is fifth. Now, he's already in the top ten. But I want to ask you if he's going to pass the other Laker legend, Magic Johnson. Magic has 138. LeBron has 90. Do you think LeBron can catch up and pass Magic? Yes. I agree. I think it's going to be close. But if you look right now, LeBron is averaging 10.4 assists a game, which is a career high for him. I mean, it's ridiculous. I am going to go ahead and say that he's going to beat him by five all time. He's ended up with 143. 143. I love you. Uh, Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to be very close. But – uh. So anyways, so you got Oscar, Wilt, Stockton, Kareem. And I'm going to give you the steals on LeBron, even though you said 12th and he's 13th. So five out of 10. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So on a previous podcast, I had a GOAT debate between Michael and LeBron. Who is the GOAT in your eyes? I, I watched both of them play, right? Um I grew up and I was I was able to watch Jordan play. I watched Kobe play. I watched LeBron play. Um, I I can't argue championships, right? LeBron's not going to catch Jordan. And even if he did and got seven, let's just say for whatever reason, you know, he ended up with seven championships. The losses, the, the argument will always be Jordan was six for six. Um, my personal opinion. LeBron's ahead. And the the reason I say that is that Le- LeBron has has made people around him better. I agree um, 100%. You know, it, it, it yes, if you wanted to he can put up he can average 40 points a night and you know, 10 assists and 12 rebounds, you know, I I think he's capable of doing that. Um I think that just LeBron is the the way he's kept up with his body and the, the amount of time and the effort he puts in. And he's 35 years old and he's still taking these kids to school. Yeah. What was that uh, article? It was like, I think Conor McGregor said that LeBron spends a hundred or 1.5 million a year on his personal health. Yep. That is insane. But Hey, look where it's he's awesome. gotten him, you know? And, and also for the simple fact, and nobody ever talks about this, LeBron didn't stop playing basketball for a while. Yeah. I really think, and this is no knock to baseball players, but when you go from something that's uh, up and down physical thing like basketball, and I, I really think that Jordan took time off to play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And it really was time off. That, that, that gave him a mental and a physical break, and LeBron hasn't done that, you know? Right. I mean, I, I don't know how many playoff games LeBron has played. I think it's somewhere in the 160 Dude, that's two additional full seasons of just playoff games. Right. 
That's crazy amount of play. Crazy. And he really hasn't been injured a lot, and he hasn't missed a lot of time. You could say last year with his groin injury, but, I mean, yeah, LeBron. LeBron I'm going to say healthy. this. Uh, and I, I don't know the numbers behind it, because right, the careers aren't over yet, but how many Hall of Fame players did Jordan play with? Rodman, Pippen. Against or with? With. Oh, with. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and out of the players that LeBron has played with, you know, how many have been Hall of Fame? Well, Dwayne Wade, Wade is for sure. Obviously, Bosch, maybe. Uh, you know, Bosch, uh, for sure he's not going to be out of eh. He'll definitely be retired I, I, by the Raptors. He already got retired by the Heat. Right. Yeah, okay, so D Wade, Bosch. Who else? Kyrie. Uh, you know what? Kyrie has another season like he's having this year, and he ain't going to do it. Yeah. Kevin Love? I'm just throwing names out right now. I I don't know. I I, I don't put. I, I wouldn't put Kevin Love in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I you know Kevin uh, Kevin Love staying with the Timberwolves definitely would have made the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Love coming to Cleveland, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. So for the people who say that it's all about championships, Mike is six for six. LeBron is like, uh, what is it? Three for eight. I think pretty great. Yep, pretty great. Uh, what does LeBron have to do to claim the goat status outright for people who say it's about the championships? Win a championship in LA. Just one. Um, yeah, for me, right? Um, you win a championship in LA, then you have won an NBA championship everywhere you've been. Um, so I, I think, I mean, nobody ever talks about you know Kareem's was it 10, 11 championships he won. Oh, that was I'm sorry. No, that wasn't Kareem. That was uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if it's solely based on championships, there's, there's no debate. He had 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um. So I, I think there's a lot of factors. Um. You know, it, it goes back, and this is kind of a football thing, right? Um. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? And you know, Tom people Brady. still argue that. I, I say Tom Brady too, but some people are just like Joe Montana. He's four for four. Well, congratulations. He. You know, and then their argument is, uh, well, Tom Brady was into the system with Belichick. Well, guess what? Joe Montana, you know, was there with Walsh, and they revolutionized football with the West Coast offense. So the NFL had never seen that before. So now you had this guy throwing the ball up 30, 40 times a game when it was predominantly run before, and, you know, it changes things. Yep, absolutely. So do you think that there are any other players that could enter the conversation or maybe in the future, like, Luca, Zion, or Giannis? If if Giannis gets a couple championships under his belt, um, I I can see Giannis going. Luca, it's 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 a little early to tell. Um, I'm I'm honestly worried about Luca and his his durability. I mean, this guy's been playing against grown adults since he was 15. Yep, you know. Um, so I, I'd like to see a couple more seasons under his belt. Um, you know, Steph Curry, I mean, Durant. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with KD though, you know, he needed to win a championship with the Thunder, especially with that team. I mean, Russ, Harden, KD, Ibaka, the fact they lost the 2012 finals. I mean, yeah, I know they were going against LeBron's heat, but how do they only have one finals trip with that team? 
and not win one. Like, I don't know. Well, I I really think that, you know, at that time coming out of the West was still um, – and it still is today. It's, it's it's harder to come out of the West than it is the East. Yeah. You know, by the time you get to the finals, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I, that, um, I mean, that's why the finals were so crazy. It's like you make it out of the West, and it's like, congratulations, now you have to face the King. <laughs> like you just wore yourselves out, and now you have to go up against LeBron. <laughs> I had a cakewalk through the East. <laughs> <sighs> that's yeah. <laughs> Our first meeting, you were victorious, 669 to 634. We have two matchups remaining. How confident are you that you can split the final two contests or even sweep me to win the season series? Uh, I, I think we're going to split. Um, I think the third, the, the third game might have some playoff implications. Um, you know, for me, not so much for you. <laughs> ah. But... Um, I, I'm actually like like I said, I'm I'm confident in my team. I think I drafted well. I think I'm playing well. Um, I've dealt with a lot of injuries early on, um, and um, but I, I think the team's well rounded. I, I think I'm one or two trades away from from having a real definite playoff contender. Um, I'm working on a few things and um, try to get after it. Yeah, I mean, I think this next matchup between us is a must win for me, just so I can kind of ice the division because my schedule is a little bit easier down the stretch than yours. Uh, but if I, if I can beat you, even if, even if you beat me twice, I think I might still finish with a better record, which would give me the division. And, right. you know, I'm hearing a couple complaints out of the fellows side that their division's a little bit more competitive. And I would just like to point out when we went down from 10 teams to eight, the two worst teams had the identical records it was ESPN Auto drafted, which was Billy's cousin, and uh, the Barkers, the Kansas City Barkers, which was Justin's team. They finished with the exact same record. One of them was in our division, and one was in the other division. So I, I did not change anything. Literally nothing changed, except we lost two teams that had identical losing records. So there's no, uh, no Astro stuff going on, if you will. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that too soon? <laughs> Um, I'm just, I'm not going to take off my jersey. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. I won't either. <laughs> but, uh, well, thanks for being on the podcast, man. And I'll, uh, I'll get this published and up and going soon. Appreciate it, man.